Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Et cetera, et cetera. She didn't like 
say it in all of those words, but um, technically that is basically what she was saying, that, you know, there would be a lot of people out there that would basically be saying, you know, I can't see myself in that position. So last week we started on our quest to prepare you for prominence, Um, just believing God that, you know, he has equipped you, he has um, instilled within you talents and abilities and giftings that will propel you into a place of influence. I think we we sometimes overlook um, the influence we have on other people, and and that is strictly because of the anointing that God has on your life. Let me let me start there. Um, there are some people that I promise you they are just born followers. They could not lead you to get a glass of water. And I have met people like that. I really, really have. But for the most part, if you and, and these are and I'm a, let, me, let me clarify this too. And I'm not saying that everybody that does not have a relationship with, with God or with with Christ, with God's Son and His the Anointed One and His anointing. Um, I'm not, please hear me, I am not saying that everyone that does not have that relationship um, is just a follower and not a leader. That is absolutely not true. There are many, many um, incredible leaders in the world, um, either leading, leading to the good or leading to the bad, that do not have a relationship with the Father, and, and I understand that. Um, but what I am saying is that I've yet to meet someone that does have a relationship with God, the Father, the true and living God, the God that I serve, okay? Um, And I'm talking about the creator of the heavens and the earth, the creator of the universe, the God that loved us so much that he stepped out of his comfort zone in heaven, um, out of his deity to become flesh, to dwell among us in the the, um, person of Yeshua HaMashiach or Jesus the Christ. Um, This is the God that I'm talking about. And and I'm clarifying this for a reason uh, on today's show because I am very, very aware that there are many people out there that aspire to believe in many different gods, okay? So I want to clarify the God that I am speaking of. Okay, and again, as as I said, the true and living God, the, the one God that is yet alive, and you don't have to pick his statue up and carry it someplace to worship him. Um, he is omnipresent. He is omnipotent. Um, he is without beginning and without ending. He is the Alpha and the Omega. So I think it's important to understand um, the contents of what I'm saying when I when I talk about people that have a relationship with God, from my point of view, from my perspective. Okay, um, I've yet to meet a child of God, a son of God, one who has walked with the Father, who has journeyed with Him, who has tabernacled with Him, who has spent that intimate time with him, who has actually built a relationship with him. And please hear me, please, 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 and all of you that know me, you know how I feel about religion. This has nothing to do with religion. I am talking about people that have an actual personal one-on-one relationship with God, the Father. And, and um I've said this before, too, and I, I think this is why it's in my heart to, to clarify this 
in such a stringent manner on tonight's show because um, I think we take that three-letter word, God, and we misappropriate it so often and we misuse it and we don't understand the depth of it, okay? Um, It has just become just a word in so many people's lives. It does not have meaning. Um, There is no depth to it. It is just a we use to describe um, an entity that we don't understand. This is, and it, please hear me out now. Um, talk to just Joe Blow on the street and ask them what their perception of God is. You, you will have the man upstairs. You will have um, a supreme being, a superpower. You'll have all of these different descriptions by people that do not have a personal relationship with him. And that's what, what will make the difference in what I'm, I want to share as far as being leaders and being people of influence. When you don't have that personal relationship with God, and I'm speaking in the term of God the Father, the, the, our creator, okay, our, our creator, the creator of the heavens and the earth, once you establish a personal relationship with him, there is no way that you will not have influence on people's lives. There is no way that you will not be a change agent in this atmosphere. There is no way that you can remain the same once you have encountered him and developed, worked on, gave your heart to a relationship with him. It is just virtually impossible. And it is impossible because you cannot be in his presence and not grow from the relationship or grow from um, the experience of getting to know him. It it is an impossibility. It is an impossibility for that to happen. So when we talk about having um, prominence, having influence in the the seven mountains of influence, and we talk about being children of the Most High God and taking our seats at that table, I'm talking about it from that perspective that God has given you abilities, authorities, powers, gifts, talents that will cause you whether you desire it or not, to stand out and to have influence on people's lives. It's, it, it is an impossibility not to be there, not to have that effect. It, it really is. <laughs> I, I, and I promise you, this you guys, you're getting this really straight from the throne, straight from the throne room right this moment because this is not um, what I had in my, my thought pattern to uh, how I had to open up the the show, but I think it's really, really important, and I think God is is speaking to our hearts and our minds right now so that we stop doubting ourselves and start believing and trusting and have faith in who God has created us to be. You see, that is part of the, the issue 
in not taking our rightful stand, not understanding our place at the seat, um, uh, at the table of influence, to, to take a seat with the, the influential, quote, unquote, um, A-listers in the world, you know? Uh, the world kind of puts us in categories, and, and we ascribe to those categories, whether they're true or not. But you have people that are considered um, leaders and people that are looked up to and people actually that are put on a pedestal by other people. And I would hope that we're not doing that, and, and, I, and I mean that. I, I believe in giving honor where honor is due I believe in giving due reverence to those that it is due, but I do not believe in putting anyone up on this high pedestal and thinking that they're better than anyone else, including myself. Um, I don't believe in that, and there's a reason because I don't, the reason I don't believe in that is because we are all part of this um, club called uh, humanity. <laughs> so as long as we are all human beings, um, then we are not to be put up on a pedestal because we all have flaws. We are all flawed in some way, shape, form, or fashion. You may excel in a certain area of life. You may be a great mathematician. You may be a, an incredible orator. You may be an incredible extremely talented artist. You may have a voice that will cause birds to sing with you and the angels to go into a hallelujah chorus. You may have all of these things going for you, but please never forget that you are yet still part of humanity. And because of that, you are flawed. You are flawed in some way, shape, form, or fashion. There is no perfect individual. As the word of God said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Okay, so that is why I don't believe in putting people on a pedestal. The second reason I don't believe in putting people on a pedestal is if you put too much stock, hope, trust, and belief into one individual, um, then if that individual's shortcomings and frailties and faults come to the surface, you will not be able to handle it, and you will fall right along with them. So that's another reason why it is vitally important not to put a human being up on a pedestal, vitally, vitally important. So when I am talking about you taking your seat at a table with A-listers, I mean that in a in manner of you understanding that they are no better than you and you are no better than them, but because of the recognition that they have and the recognition that God is going to give you in that position, you will have a captive audience. That is where influence comes into play. When you have a captive audience where there are people that listen to you that um, appreciate your wisdom and your knowledge and look up to, quote, unquote, um, your wisdom, for lack of a better word, it's really your wisdom. This is what promoted Joseph. But remember, Joseph's promotion as number two person in Egypt came because of his relationship with God and because he spoke what thus saith the Lord. 
So this is why I want you to get in your mind that it's not about just the the, the education that you have received. It's not just because a man will try and promote you and set you up on high. You have to understand that as you take your seat of prominence in this earth realm, it is wholeheartedly because of the hand of God on your life, totally. And you, you will be able to influence and establish the kingdom of God in those areas because of your obedience to him. Your character, your integrity is key because he can trust you. He can promote you. So do not compromise your character. Do not compromise uh, your, your integrity to get to these places of prominence because that will do you a disservice. It will not help you. It will cause a disservice unto God. He's putting you in these places because he trusts you and because he feels, or not he feels, God, God doesn't feel, God knows, um, but he's putting you in these places because he's established your position there. That's, that's the best way I can think of to put it. He's putting you in these places because he has established your position there, okay? So now that I've got that off my system, amen. I don't know. I, somebody needed to hear that. Somebody needed to hear that because, like I said, that was not um, the opening that, that I had um, in my spirit to go, but we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go on into our topic today, which is I mean we we were still with the topic is preparation for prom- prominence, but um, I when I when I first built the show, um, I put on it and I didn't realize I did this. This was like a week ago that I, I had built the show um, in Blog Talk and. Um, as I continued, it, it said this. It says, continuing our discussion on preparation for prominence, what are you doing to ready yourself for the spotlight? That was the question that I was posing for today's show. What are you doing to ready yourself for the spotlight? And then this morning, um, as I was just in my, my time with the Lord, and he had just placed in my heart about talking about overcoming obstacles. And it, it clearly ties in because if you have not prepared yourself to overcome obstacles, then you're not readying yourself for the spotlight. So that's where we're going to go today. We're going to talk about overcoming obstacles. We're going to talk about three particular obstacles that we have to overcome to ready ourselves and to prepare ourselves for prominence. Now, okay, breathe, Coilette. (laughs) Anyway, let us um, welcome my beautiful co-host to the show, Ms. Tanya Roberts. How are you today, my sister? Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you something. I was so happy to hear you say what the show was about because once you make them in your mind, once you find your side, okay, I get it. Okay, I see it. Man, all heck breaks loose and obstacles, everything that you could not even imagine that you thought may have been important, mm-hmm. non-important, whatever, it comes up. And it comes and gets you mm-hmm. like like a monster in a, in, in a yeah. movie, how we all watch it all the time. So I'm going to sit back because I need you today. I'm so glad Elder will be on the show today. Because when I say obstacles, that's why I'm a little bit late. Because when I tell you 
wham, here, wham, there, wham. You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Please help me. Please help others as you speak, Elder. Prepare us because this is more than a notion. When you think that you think that you know what's going on and you don't even know it's obstacles, but when you finally get a clear vision, oh, my goodness. Help. Look, help. Please help. You know what? <laughs> Just as you said that, I, I promise you, Tanya, you struck a nerve in me when you said get a clear vision. Get a clear vision. You know, that is one of the most prominent keys that we have to we have to deal with. Seriously. My my three my three obstacles that I was gonna talk about today and I just hear God in, in everything that's going on and that has been said so far in the in the broadcast. I promise you, I really do. I just hear the hand of God shaping and molding and opening up the discussions that he wants and the discussions that will be a blessing to others. You just said something so phenomenally mm, urgent and important in getting a clear vision, getting an understanding of what is and is not an obstacle, seriously. That is that's so important. Our spirit, this is this is when we have to ask God for such a intensive um, spirit of discernment, the likes of which we have never encountered before. And that is because I, I said this earlier, I did a, a kingdom empowerment nugget earlier today, and, and I dealt with the, the three obstacles that, that I just mentioned. But it, it's like until you can recognize that this is an obstacle, okay, that this is something that has just been put in your path to get your focus off so that you do not continue on the journey that God has called you to, then you cannot break free and break through to your place of prominence. You can't do it because one of the, here's one of the things that God had given me earlier today was we get so busy with the busyness of life that we forget to walk in the God. And that's, that is sometimes unavoidable. Let me, let me, let me, okay, Holy Spirit, speak. There are times when the busyness seems unavoidable because it is part of life. But if we take the moment to do what you just said and recognize, examine this thing that's going on, this thing that's consuming me, this person, this situation, or whatever it is, until we step back and really look at it and determine what it is. Is, is, this, is this a battle that I'm supposed to be fighting? Is this a, a assignment that I'm to walk out with this person? Is this just something that the enemy has thrown at me to get me off course? Or is this something that I've taken on that really is not my struggle and not my battle, but I've decided I'm going to take it on, and that has gotten me off my course. So there's so many different things that 
certain situations can equate to that we don't recognize at the time because at that moment we're so involved in the situation that we can't tell what this situation is about. And ultimately, it will take us off our course and out of the strategies of God for us to be who he called us to be. Does that make sense? Oh, my God, it makes a lot of sense to me. And a lot of times, you know, I'll sit there and I'll say to you, Chris, I need you to re-say that again because that doesn't make sense to me. I'm, I'm, I'm fighting a battle right now that is very old but new to me. And let me explain what I'm saying to you. When, I was, when, we, were, when we were raised in the church, the church that we came from, the godmother that we had, the heavenly mother that we had, um, the pastor that we had, people that we were around, it was more of a quick, uh, a, a close-knit family, like if you um, crocheted a blanket. We were like that, if you, you would agree. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we would talk field warfare and just different things that we, would, we didn't really realize, but we did because we've seen it. We had the kind of church that we've seen a lot of things, demons being purged out of people. We've seen crippled people get up. We've seen a lot of things. But, you know, ever since, let me tell you something, what's even worse. When you come out of Christ, backslide, whatever words you want to say, and you go back into the world, when you come back, you know, you already know that the enemy is going to be busy anyway. But my mm-hmm. biggest vision for 2018, and I'm, not, I'm going to say it quickly, I apologize, 2017, walking in 2018, I kept coming up with the verse in the Bible when it talked about the blind man that was uh, blind since birth. But when Jesus touched him, I said again and again and again, he said, what do you see? He said, I see men that look like trees. Why did Jesus touch mm-hmm. him again? Because he knew clearly. God knew he wasn't seeing clearly. But see, if he would have left him mm-hmm. like that, he would have shown one and one about his way and thought he was seeing clearly. But our Heavenly mm-hmm. Father knew we were not seeing clearly. This is what I'm saying to a lot of people out there right now. We only think, we think we're seeing clearly. We're looking at the glass halfway full and maybe it's halfway empty. However you have to look mm-hmm. at it. But once your mind, ding, once you click, ding. I went to church early this morning. It was a battle. You got to hear me what I'm saying to you. When I got from church, ooh, I was feeling fired up about it. several, several, several things. Leaving out the subdivision of my house, and God was driving on the wrong side, literally by a blink and a split second. I, whatever, but I knew it was nobody but my father. He swerved over. He could have hit me head on. I left there and I mm-hmm. went, and another incident happened. And we'll discuss that's another show another day. We'll discuss that later. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to right when it hit me, right when I was in the midst of it, right when I came home, right when I was getting ready to get caught up, I was like, woo, okay. Okay, devil, I get it. Do you see what I'm saying? Okay, I see it. Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Because you know I see it clear. You know I see the vision. You know now that vision that was written down on paper for my life, for my life, predestined for my calling to come forth. The time is now. See, you didn't care before because, see, I thought I could mm. see, but I wasn't really clearly. So, you were messing with me, but wasn't completely messing with me. I thought you was messing with me. See, what you was doing is you were fooling me. You had me blindsided. But now the battle is really real, and I'm getting ready to say to you, mm. because now I'm like, hey, I know now, what, Lord, why you called me to this earth. Now I know what my calling is. Now I know what my gift is. Not nobody could have mm. told me, not anything. 
could have said. And that's sad, but it's the truth. That's why when we talk about mm-hmm. teenagers, we don't think to them. Like, you know, my nephew or anybody else, we don't feel like we're getting through. You know why it says? Because we know we're getting, we're getting through to them, but the enemy has them to the part where they're still only seeing men and look like trees. They're not seeing clearly. Mm. But once that, mm. once that, bam, clean, clean, get it off. I, I know what you're trying to say. I know what I'm, I know what's going on, like what you just said. Said, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes, I do. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, but now I'm fighting. I have something I have to do. I had a deadline. Man, to pick up a book. You got to hear me. Every time I pick up a book, I either fall asleep or something else is going on. I get ready to pick up this because I know I have to do this. Before I can pick that up, either the phone went dead, something else went happened, something else is going on. Do you hear me what I'm saying to you? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. point of prominence. When you said about the show about repeating it, I was so grateful. I love you for that. I, I want everybody to know something. I'm putting myself out there. I thought I'd seen clearly before when you heard me on the show before. But it, it was taking the scales off my eyes because I was mm-hmm. going through a rebirth process. And when I came into 2018, because we had a young lady sis, that was on our talk show, um, before 2018, she was on that uh, talk show with you, and you brought her in. Something she said, this is what stuck to me, and something I heard on 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 um, a YouTube video with a lady. Hit pause and reset and start it all over again. Once I said mm. that, once I meant that, once I felt that, once I seen that, all hell start breaking loose. Mm. I'm going to end it right there, and I want you to pick up from there because I know in my fear now, you know, now speak because we need to hear it. Go ahead, Prophet. That's, that's, that's deep. See, because it's like the, the, the light switch got turned on for you. And when the light switch came on, you could clearly see. You know? I have a coworker at work, and he's always in his office with the light off. And I'm like, turn the light on so you can see. I can see. No, you're missing things because you're seeing in a dimly lit situation. The sun is not that bright coming in the window with the angle of where your office is. This office is dark. Turn the light on so you can see because you cannot afford to miss anything. And what you have just said, sis, is that now that the light is turned on, you're not missing anything. You're clearly seeing the devices and the tactics of the enemy. Not only that, you are clearly seeing who you are and the power you possess. When you said you came home today and you were like, oh, I see you now. I see exactly what you're trying to do. See, that is not only are you seeing the enemy clearly, that you seeing you clearly and recognize and understanding the power and the authority that you have within inside yourself to tell the devil, I see you and you will not be victorious in what it is that you're trying to do because I see you. I see you. Amen. The light you better- is on. Amen. Amen. I would be walking in my store the other day, people, and I, a member of mine, he said, how you doing, sis? I said, oh, how you doing? I was, I was putting up something. Some of my spirits say, go over and go hug him. I went over and I hugged him. I said, happy New Year. He said, happy New Year to you, sis. And he said, I, before he knew it, he said, when he comes, let him know that you can see him. Let him know 
What did you come for? I can see you. And I looked at him, but you know that hair on my neck stood up and still ran down my back because, see, people don't realize when it's a word from God. It doesn't come through people that you think that it should come through. It comes through a way that is, is profound a lot of times. Tanya, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off, but is there a horn blowing where you are? Are you on a headpiece? Is this better? Yes. Thank you. Because what you were saying was profound, and I wanted to hear it, but all I was hearing was like this horn sound. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Isn't that something? That's what I'm saying to you. So little bitty things. See, I've experienced spiritual warfare before. But when this member said to me, when he comes, you let him know that you can see him and ask him why did he come. That devil can't. He, he can't. I said, I get it. See, my spirit got it. But my flesh didn't understand it at the time. I kept on walking. But what I'm saying now is I can see clearly now. See, all the ones mm. that camped around me before, all the ones that said, I'm for you. I want this for you. Now they're encamping mm. around me. Now I can see them. They no longer look mm. like men and look like trees. They're my enemy. And it's mm. just so amazing to me. Those little things. People, I, you know what I, I'm going to tell you, sis? Let me tell you a little bitty distraction. I didn't understand that people actually get mad because you have joy. I didn't understand yep. that people actually get mad because you're happy. Because you choose to be happy. People get mad because you choose to speak. People get mad because whatever reason it is, people get mad for a little bitty reason. See, I kept looking around me. I thought I could see. But what I asked God for in 2018 is take the scales off my eyes and let me truly see. And I want you to know it's like being recreated all over again. You're going, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, when did you get here? Where did you come from? Wow. And that's because I'm going to tell people something out there right now. The reason why we're stagnated, because the word of God said that your, that your gifts will make room for you. But the reason yeah. why we're stagnated is because we're stuck in the situation. Because, see, after we got off the show last week, when I heard you and DL talk, it made me realize something. Oh, it's not my brother or my sister, but I need to change my standard of thinking. The only thing that separates mm. us, a rich man from us, is our thinking. He got the same two legs we got. He got the same arms, feet, mm-hmm. hands. You mm-hmm. got it all. It don't matter. Mm-hmm. I've seen some people do stuff with no hands at all, no feet. I've seen a little girl yeah. show me how to draw, play ball with kids outside. She had no arms. All she had was legs. So if that's not, that stops us. But what stops us between us getting ahead and us having things and us being impactful on us is our thinking. And once you see that, you think you see it. But once you do, all hell breaks loose. Mm. You ready for, you're in a different battle. Yeah. It's a totally different battle now. Mm. Because the enemy is playing for keeps. And I don't know about nobody else out there. I am too. So he can bring it. Because I came in the house. What threw me off in 2017, y'all, 16, 
You got to hear me, 15, 14, 13. When I came in the house, I was like, whoa! I was like, whoa, what the hell? Whoa, 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 whoa. And all of a sudden, I went, oh, okay. You will not have this. You're not going to disrupt this. You're not going to do this. Glory. Because on your way, when God has called you to do a specific thing and a purpose, and you finally wake up, I'm going to tell you to get ready right now. You thought it was hard. Now, get ready. Because I promise you, I can see it now spiritually. I can see it. And that's what's so tripped out about all this right now, Seth. All of it. Uh, forgive me for talking so long. Go ahead. I apologize. Oh, no. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. Do not apologize because what you're saying is what people need to hear. Seriously. Our title is Preparation for Prominence. So you are preparing the people. You know what I'm saying? Please don't apologize. This is great. This is great because the people need to recognize and understand. Like I was saying, the three topics that I wanted to, to touch on was, you know, and, and, and there are obstacles, but, you know, it, it is that procrastination, that fear, and that isolation. What you have just talked about would bring on either one of those three things, and that would be a hindrance and a stumbling block for our listeners to get to that place of preeminence, our prominence. I keep, I keep I'm, Lord God, you have preeminence. We're trying to get to prominence. Um, but it, it would stop. It would stop the flow, okay? It would stop the flow. Now, to piggyback on what you just said, let's talk about that first thing, and that's procrastination. So basically, somebody that would have had a day like you had and the light switch was not flipped on and they not understand and recognize that this is the enemy's trickery to get you off course, this would cause them to step back and procrastinate even more, come back in the house and be in a sullen um, or, or, yeah, a sullen position or a, a distracted position and possibly would have not called into the call like you did. Okay, even though you may have been late, you, re- you refused to be stopped. So you still called and thank God you did because God had value in the words that he gave you to speak to the people. See, this is a perfect example. When we walk in procrastination or when we allow the trials and the tribulations of everyday life to halt us, to stop us, or to make us fearful and cause us to retreat back and become isolated with inside ourselves, then we miss what God has called us to do. See, you had great wisdom in your mouth to deliver people. Had you allowed your day to cause you to back up, you would not have delivered what you delivered, and you would have missed your opportunity of influence in the lives of those that are listening. You know, so, Seth, and I, you know, I've always heard you, and you know, like I said again, we were saved. The Lord literally touched us around the same time. We began to speak mm-hmm. in the spirit. All those things we experienced as sisters in Christ together around the same time. But I chose, Amen. and I'm, I, I, I put myself out there. I chose because I, I felt like things hurt me. But I was, I had to go on my own journey, my own pathway. But nevertheless, Amen. you know, it's amazing because I was like the children of Israel. It's been 40 years, y'all, 
I, the show ain't been on that long, but I'm going to take you on a journey of 40 years <laughs> of disobedience, Amen. of stubbornness, of stiff-neckedness, of all kinds of stuff, questioning God, asking God, you know, walking away, getting mad, stumping my feet, dashing my feet against the stone. I promise you, I think I'm everybody that has biblically lived in the Bible. I've, had, I've led all those spirits. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm here just to say something to everybody right now. The re- I went through all those three stages that you just talked about. And I didn't realize I did until it was over. I went through procrastination. It took me a while. I, I, I was, you know, you go through it and people, the Lord is sending people on your journey to speak to you. Then when you think you want to do it, I procrastinated. Oh, woe is me. Something else. Distractions came along. So it was procrastination. That's a hard spirit to come out of procrastination because you think you blaming everybody else. And for whatever else, the reason why you're not doing what you're doing, you're angry at people because they go on doing it and you can't figure it out. That's the spirit of procrastination. So when I went through that, then I went through a spirit of fear. Um, uh, I can't, oh, my God, uh, people going to laugh at me. What are people going to say? Mm. All these ideas and all these things lingered in my spirit, in my heart, that I truly believe that God had instilled in me. And I would always say, what are people going to think? What are they going to say? This and that. No, I can't do it. Oh, my God. I, it was fear. I mean, I would literally have anxiety attacks, you guys, all kinds of stuff going on with me when I would think about it, when, it, it, when I would think about even going forth that way. Rejection. I went through rejection, feeling like people didn't love me, going into the church, pe- feeling like people didn't care for me, just different things. I went through a, a spirit of rejection. Just like what you're saying says there's many three different stages. But now, what I'm saying again, I'm that man at that gate, and I see Jesus passing by, right? And I'm saying, (laughs) touch me. I need you to touch me because Mm. I know that this is not what you called me to do. I need you Mm. to touch me. I need to touch the hem of your garment. When you pass them by, I'm going to grab it. I'm that man that said, take me over the scale, scale the walls, and put me down in the middle. Because I can't get in mm. no other way. See, I'm at that stage now where I'm saying, take me, put mud on my eyes, spit in the dirt, because I need to see clearly, because I need to do what you called me to do before I leave here. Lord. And now the enemy is saying, oh, she done woke up. You think it's not coming in many different stages right now? Hmm. In my marriage? On my job? In my child again? And to see, I tell everybody about certain stages when we were on the show before. But now it's even deeper. But you know what's all blessing about it? Since, like you said again, I'm like, oh, oh, heck no. You ain't, I ain't going out like this. Now I'm standing toe to toe. Because, see, you done took stuff from me before. You didn't strip me of my blessings before. You didn't rob me. You didn't blind me. You threw dirt in my face. You took me around the corner. You gave me a facade. You made me think. You ain't going there no more with me, no. Because I can see clearly now the rain is gone. Mm. I'm telling you, hang in there, somebody. Because, see, why you've given up so many times is because of pressure, because of the heat, because of the, of, of the woes. Because of everything, that comes with it. I don't hope nobody thinks that Oprah every day ain't never went through nothing. I hope My that Lord. you think that Steve Jobs or anybody else that has money ain't never went through it. We look at them, we only see the outside of it. 
But if you if you want the glory, you got to live through the story. You got to have your own story if you want the glory. And there ain't no crown. I'm going to tell you right now, ain't no crown if you don't go through nothing. If you don't have a testimony, if you don't have something, I tell people, don't make it. Nobody, don't go out and try to create you a testimony just so you can say you have one. Because that's not real. But when you truly live it, when you truly are in it, don't worry, you have one. And it will be something because that's your crown. I can't tell you what it takes for Elder Colette for her crown. I can't tell you. I used to think I did. I used to look at my godmother and say, I want to be just like you. She said, stop saying that. You don't know what hell I got to go through day to day. I tell people all the time at work, oh, Miss Tanya, oh, Miss Tanya, look at your skin. Oh, Miss Tanya, I want skin like you. Why don't you ask God for what you have? Because if you only knew, if you only knew what I've had to go through in this race, if you only knew, you wouldn't want anything. You'd take the acne, the fatness, anything else to come along with it. You wouldn't want this. Mm. Know who you are. I don't know who I'm talking about. Please know who you are. It's so important when you learn who you are. And that mm. is what the devil been trying to strip from us, sis. It's our time. Yeah. Yeah. It's our time. And he makes you identity. guys think. He makes us think it's about, yes, about the money. He makes you think it's about mm-hmm. the job, the title, the position. He makes you think it's about mm-hmm. people loving you and your name being up on lights. He makes you think it's about this and that and the clothes and this and that. It ain't about any of that. It's your identity and your time that he has robbed us from. When you look up, mm-hmm. now you old. I ain't telling you that God can't use you when you old because I'm old. But one thing I'm going to tell you is it ain't the same. That energy level and everything ain't the same. So somebody, whoever I'm talking to, you need to find out who you are and what your passion is quickly and find it. I heard Oprah say that. I heard T.D. Jake say that. I've heard Elder Clint say that. And you need to do it. Because time is wasting. Because you already, once you finally get it, now you're going to get ready to fight the devil like hell. Because I'm telling everybody, we wrestling out against flesh and blood. But against the evil demons mm. and principalities in high places, we cannot see. You don't think it's real? Wake up and finally see the vision. And you'll finally mm. see what demons really lurk around you. Glory, 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 glory. Seriously, that's, that's, that's serious. That's serious. We're going to talk briefly. Uh, we got 15 minutes left in the show. And this has been incredible. This has been phenomenal. I love it when the Holy Spirit steps in and does his thing because that's what it's all about. It is just what it's all about. Procrastination. We're going to tackle that for a couple of minutes. How do you get past procrastination? How do you um, eradicate procrastination out of your life? It is very, very simple. Just do it. Just do it. There is no great secret. There is no 12-step program, none of that. Whatever it is God has called you to do, just do it. That eradicates the procrastination. Had my sister procrastinated and not got on the line tonight, then you would not have been blessed the way you have been to hear what God used her to pour into you. Just do it. Simple, simple. Again, no 12-step program. 
There is not even a prayer of deliverance for this, okay? Seriously, we always want to go to the altar and sing snot and, you know, and cry and beg for deliverance. Here is your deliverance. Just do it. Whatever it is God has called you to do, just do it. And that is how you eradicate procrastination, how you get past it. I shared earlier on, on when I did my Kingdom Empowerment Nugget on Facebook Live earlier today, I was like, my testimony is about my book. It has taken me years on my third book. I, I can't even begin to tell you why. I don't know. I'll pick it up. I'll get started on it, and I'll put it down, and it may be down for six months, and then I'll pick it up and get back into it. But I promised to myself, coming into 2018, no, 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 no. That wagon has left, okay? That ship has sailed. That train has the station. I will no longer procrastinate, and I have guaranteed myself, not nobody else, but myself, that it will be completed by the end of this month, and I'm almost there. I'm almost there. You have to pull back on some things that is taking your your attention and your energy. You know, like I said, I don't I don't watch a lot of TV, but normally, and I, I like TBN because I like certain stations, certain programs. Now, I'm, I'm gonna be real honest with you. I don't like everything that's on there. I don't identify with everything that's on there. But there are certain men and women of God that I believe gives a true message, and I enjoy it. So that would captivate my time. Um, and I've backed from that. So and I'm saying this, I'm sharing this because you can think that what you're doing is a good thing, but it could be still a roadblock and a hindrance to what God has called you to do. There are good things and there are God things. Enhancing my spirit is a good thing. Hearing the word of God, I love the word of God, and hearing the word of God is a good thing. But my God thing is to get this book finished so that it can get out there in the highways and the byways and bless the people. Okay, that's my God thing. So I'm going to put my good thing down so I can do my God thing. I hope you're hearing me. Okay, so that's procrastination. The second one is fear. You've allowed what people have said, what you have experienced. You're scared of failing. Maybe you tried it once and it didn't work. So you've allowed that fear to grip you. And, again, you have stepped back instead of going forward into your place of prominence. Fear is not a viable excuse. It is not. But what are you afraid of? Failure? Hey, failure is only lessons. That's all a failure is, is a lesson. You went out, you tried it this way, that way didn't work, so let me step back and tweak it a little bit and see if I can make it work this way. Here is the bottom line when it comes to failing. You are walking in and with, hand in hand, touching and agreeing, agreeing and touching with the Lord God Almighty in what he called you to do. I'm not talking about just some arbitrative thought that you had in your mind. I'm talking about that that God has placed in your spirit, put in your heart, and the place that he has commanded you to take rule over. So fear, as well as failure, is not an option. If it doesn't work, get back to the drawing board, and where's the drawing board? It's in your private place of God. God, where did I miss it? Okay, give that to me one more time. I didn't write down those directions carefully. Apparently, you said turn right, and I turned left. Or you told me to turn right, I turned right, and I ran into this obstacle, so I thought it was the wrong way, and I turned back around. Ah, 
Now, that's a word for somebody. You were going the way God told you to go, and because you hit an obstacle, you made a U-turn and went back the other way. God didn't tell you to make a U-turn. He told you which way to go, and because you hit an obstacle did not mean that was the wrong way to go. That just meant that you had to get on your face before God and say, what is the strategy here? What do I do with this that is in front of me? Recognizing, is this really an obstacle or just something to get my focus off to keep me from going forward? Hear what the woman of God said to you a few minutes ago. She had to get to that place where the light bulb was on and she could see the enemy for who and what he was. See it for who and what it is. So do not allow fear to trip you up. And the last thing was is isolation. Do not allow yourself to go into isolation. Okay, God has given you kingdom connections to help you get through or to open up doors for you, to walk alongside of you, to do what needs to be done to assist you in what he's called you to. Don't miss it. Now, vitally important that you're praying for that spirit of discernment like Tanya was telling you. You need that spirit of discernment. It is vital because you need to know who is of God and who is of the enemy? Is this a kingdom connection or is this a demon from hell trying to get my focus off? Is this my friend or my foe? So spirit of discernment is, oh, my God, I can't say how important it is during this hour. Vital. It is crucial, okay, yes. to know yes. who you're sounding your, surrounding yourself with. But do not become yes. an island. Go ahead, sis. No, I wasn't going to cut you off. I just wanted to give some hoorahs and amens on that. You know, because that's what the spirit of discernment was designed for. I had it all twisted with that, too. When I was blessed with that gift, you know, you guys, we get it twisted between discernment and telling people something. And mm. um, that's another show another day. But what I'm trying to say to you is spirit of discernment was for that fact. The word of God say, try to spirit lot of spirit in these last days. That's the right. False prophets will That's be right. unleashed, and they will come and say that they are who they are in His name. You're going to be able to be hmm. able to discern that because a lot of people will lead you astray. They can see the gift on you, and that's what's so deep about it. I don't know what I was thinking. See, everybody kept seeing my light shine, but because I didn't feel hmm. that way, I was dormant. And what you said is isolation. See, I went in isolation. Everybody, everybody, go what? Yeah, I was, as much as I talk, as much as I anything. And isolation means just not doing nothing, just not caring. Work, church, That's home, right. then not church sometimes, and then home, yep. you know, from work. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, you're in the house. You're just going to the grocery store, coming mm-hmm. back, cleaning up the house, and you think that you're living a life that's important. But I'm going to tell you another mm. show, too, sis. We got to talk about sometimes the people right around you can be your very distraction. And that's going to be the mm. hardest thing. And that's another show that we got to talk to you about. Because there's a lot of distractions out there. Single women right now, I'm sure a lot of men are popping up like mushrooms now, telling you how good looking. Men the same way. You better be careful because they're after you. They're here to come to kill, steal, and destroy. And the enemy know his time is winding up. You better look. Because the word of God also said that the spirit of discernment was designed to see the signs of the times. That's what the spirit of discernment was for. And again, to see what's around you. Because what you don't know, wake up, people. Don't think that they can't see your light shining just because you don't know who you are. The enemy knows who you are. Mm. Mm. The only reason why he's throwing obstacles in your way right now because he don't want you to wake up. Because he knows once you wake up, this means war. 
That's right. The harvest is much and the labors are few. Wake up. Hmm. And repent. The spirit hmm. of God is at hand. You got to wake up. Since you've been talking about it, I thought I knew. I'm telling you, it's like somebody won't slap the taste out of my mouth. And I'm going, whoa, <laughs> where have I been this whole time? I know the show's almost over with. Man, you got me pumped, Seth. I'm just, I'm, I, I just, I'm, I'm pumped now because I, I, I get it. I thought I got it. See, he has you snowed. Satan is giving a lot of us a mirage. He's making you think that what you're doing right now is what you're supposed to be doing. That's what your blessing is. Mm. That's not even mm. true. He's giving you a mirage. You've been thinking you're drinking water the whole time, and you've been drinking um, an aphrodisiac of his choice.
my Lord. Well, well, well. My God, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love the the fire and the passion of the Holy Spirit that is coming through you. God is an incredible God, you know. And let me just say, he will renew your strength. He will renew your youth. He will give you all that you need in this very hour to do what he has called you to. Like my sister said, it ain't about being too old. He waited till I was 60 to start unfolding some things in my life. And I was like, really, Lord? <laughs> it's like, are you serious? But he was, and I'm grateful. So God is an incredible God. We have got to close the show, but this has been phenomenal. I thank God for you, my sister. I want to make an announcement. Please, please, please tell everybody you know to join with us next Sunday, the 28th, because we have the queen of PR, public relations herself, Miss Pam Perry, is going to join us again, and she is going to give us practical things to make sure that we are positioned for prominence, how to do our branding, how to make sure that we have the connections that we need and how to establish those connections. Let me tell you, you don't want to miss it. We had her on a little over a year ago, and she blessed us, and she is coming back again. So tune in next Sunday. Don't miss the show because it is going to be phenomenal. My sister, my sister, my sister, I thank and praise God for you. I thank and praise God for what he's doing in and through you. And the half has not been told. I'm just, I sit back in awe of where he is taking you. So God is an awesome, awesome God. He is, he is. Amen. I love everybody. And I want to thank you, Elder Colette, because because you've allowed me to stand and sit at your feet, even through the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's the reason why I'm able to bloom into what God has predestined me to bloom into. Because it is, again, on your journey, there's only a few friends and only a few, a few friends. And you have definitely been my sister in Christ and my friend, and I love you for it. God bless you, everybody. Amen. I love you. All right, guys, have an incredible week in the Lord. Lord willing, we will be back with you. Same God channel, same God time next week. God bless you. Let's keep it real. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.